You're listening to the Canardly Talk Straight Show. Please give a warm welcome to your host, Canardly Talk Straight. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Canardly Talk Straight. Our guest today needs no introduction, so I won't give him any. Oh no, I'm just kidding. He was born way back in the year 356 BC. At just 20 years of age, he became king of Macedon, the ancient Greek kingdom. Then soon after, he began taking over the rest of the civilized world, and by the age of 30, had created one of the largest empires in history. His name is Alexander III of Macedon, but we all know him as Alexander the Great. Give him a warm welcome, ladies and gents. Thanks very much. You're looking well, Alexander. Yeah, thanks. I've found it pretty easy to keep the weight off since I retired. You mean died? Yes, retired. No athlete can go on forever, you know. Okay. So, when exactly was that? That would have been in 323 BC in your Gregorian calendar. So you would have been, what, uh, 33 years old? 32, yeah. So you did all of that in just 12 years of being king. Well, it might not seem it, but 12 years is a good stint to be captain. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty driven as a young bloke, you know. I wanted to make my mark and all that. Mm -hmm. I also had a pretty good coach in the early days, a bloke by the name of Aristotle. Ah. Also, my old man, Philip II, had lots of expansion plans before he died. So I wanted to do him proud, you know. Did you get on with your father? Mostly, yeah. He was a pretty tough old character. We had a few disagreements after he married my stepmom, Cleopatra. Cleopatra? Not that Cleopatra. This was well before her. Right. Yeah. See, she was from Macedonia and my mum was from Epirus. Mm -hmm. So the thought was he wanted a full blood heir to the throne and take over as captain, Ah. which I wasn't that thrilled about at the time because I reckon you should always become captain on merit, but we sorted it out. So how did you become king? How did I become captain? Okay, sure. Uh, How did you become captain? Ah, well, funny story. Mm -hmm. So we were at my sister Cleopatra's wedding, again, not the Queen of Egypt. Right. And anyway, one of Dad's bodyguards killed him. Ah. Now, some people said it was you that got him to do it. Well, you have to ask yourself, why would I do that canardly? Right. I mean, some people said it so I could become captain, but I was going to be captain anyway, right? Right. Others say it was Mum, because she was pretty dark at Dad over marrying the other Cleopatra even though he had heaps of wives. Right. I'd say that's probably more likely. Mum was a pretty feisty character. Mm. Anyway, Pausanias, the bloke who killed Dad, trips over this vine while trying to escape. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so we killed him. Yes, but some say you might have killed him so he couldn't talk. Yes, and unfortunately, most of the people who said that got cut from the team. You mean they died? Tragically cut from the team, never to play again. I see. So what happened after that? Well, I was immediately named captain, of course. And the first thing you have to do when you become captain is consolidate your players behind you. Right. Because all these upstarts get delusions of grandeur, you know, thinking they'll grab some glory by trying to take over. So first thing I had to do was stop all that. Ah. So I think it was Thebes... Athens, Thessaly, some Thracian tribes and some other teams in the local derby all thought they'd beat us. Mm-hmm. But I soon put a stop to that. You need to dominate these teams, Canardly. Mm. Don't even give them a sniff of victory. No, I, I see. So it didn't take me long to get that sorted. And once we won the local derby, mm-hmm. I got onto the job of taking on the rest of the world. Right. So tell me a little bit about that. Was it Asia Minor first? 
Asia Minor, yeah. See, when Dad was captain, he wanted to take on Persia, who were a good side. It would have been a close one. But now I'm in charge, and I have to say, I reckon my team was better. Right. We came up through the ranks together. A lot of my generals went to the same school. You have to give it to Aristotle. When it came to the game, he had this encyclopedia-like knowledge, you know? Mm. In fact, he gave me this book, The Iliad. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. By a bloke named Homer. Oh, it's a good yarn about this match that went into overtime for 10 years. Can you imagine that? Uh-huh. Those blokes must have been fit. Right. I carried it with me everywhere. Love that story. You know, with the wooden horse. Love that move. Wish I'd have thought of it. Good stuff. Yes. Anyway, I had it with me when we beat the Persians at Sardis. Ah. All the teams down the Ionian coast. Yes. We had a siege at Miletus to beat them. That was tricky because they had their navy nearby. I see. We had a full-on siege at Halicarnassus. Don't forget these are all away games. Of course, it makes it tricky when the crowd's not behind you. You're telling me. After a few more battles, we eventually got to Gordium. <laughs> Another funny story. Mm-hmm. They had this thing called the Gordian Knot. Right. Now, long story short, basically, this knot tied this ox cart to this post. Mm-hmm. And with this knot, they reckoned if you unraveled it, you'd become king of Asia. Right. Now, any good captain or coach will tell you, if you want to lift the cup at the end of the season, you have to be able to think outside the box. Yes. Now, this knot was a mess. You could not find the end of the rope. Right. So I decided the rules didn't say anything about untying it. It just said unravel it. Uh Uh-huh. So I cut it up with my sword. True story, outside the box, see? And you went on to become king of Asia? Well, if you were a superstitious bloke, you'd say it was because of the knot. But I mean, I was halfway there already, so I don't think that had much to do with anything. Mm. But something for the team to be proud of. The Asia Cup is a difficult one to win. Right. So where did you head next? Well, then the tour took us across the Taurus Mountains into Cilicia. Uh-huh. I got a bit crooked there. I think it was something I ate. So I had to rest up for a while. I see. Then we took on Darius Third. He had a big team, a lot of reserves, but we beat them and took over Syria. Ah. Darius got away, though, which became a bit of a thorn in my side, although I did marry one of his daughters. Statira. Yeah, that's right. Really for political reasons, if you know what I mean. Not much chemistry there. Ah. But we got some good publicity out of it, but that was later on. Yes. Once we beat Tyre, most of the other towns on the way to Egypt forfeited, so we had an easy run there. So let's have a look at your record. It's pretty impressive. 20 battles. Uh-huh. Give or take. Zero defeats. King of Macedonia. Pharaoh of Egypt. Uh-huh. Lord of Asia. All before the age of 32. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, I wanted to do more. We just started on India, but my men were getting a bit homesick by then, so we cut the tour short. So here we get to a delicate subject, and I understand if you don't wish to talk about it. My retirement. Your death. Yeah, my retirement. Because there are some question marks surrounding this. Yes, that's right. Does this bother you? Nah, look, it was a long time ago now, so water under the bridge, really. Okay, so uh, tell me what happened. You were in Babylon, you'd been entertaining, and you were struck down with an illness, is that right? Look, I think people can make up their own mind. Some people say it was illness, some think it was poison. Uh huh. The symptoms make it look like poison, which you have to admit, assassination was pretty common in those days. Mm. But equally, you can say it was, you know, some bug that I caught. Right. So I decided to step down as captain. You died. Yes, I retired. I stepped aside and let some other blokes have a go. But I think it's better to retire when you're on top. Right. Either way, it was an abrupt end to an incredible career cut short. We can only wonder what might have been. 
you're widely considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest, military commanders in history. People still study your military strategies nearly two and a half thousand years later. That must surely make you feel proud. It does, Canardly. It really does. But no man is bigger than the team. You have to remember that, Canardly. Right. And I just have to say thank you to all my fans out there. I love each and every one of you. Mm. They've supported me through thick and thin. And here we are, like you say, nearly two and a half thousand years later, still talking about it. There's so much we haven't covered on the show today. Maybe you could join us at a later date. Love to. It's been a great pleasure to have you on the show. Pleasure's all mine. Would you please put your hands together for Alexander the Great? And as we like to say here at Yesterday Today, if you wish to find out more information about Alexander the Great, just Google it. Hello, listeners. This is Canardly Talk Straight. I'm here to remind you that if you like the show, please remember to hit the follow button, the one that says follow, F-O-L-L-O-W. And when I say hit, I don't mean hit. I mean touch it lightly with your finger if you are listening with a touchscreen device. And if you are on a computer, move the arrow with the mouse until it is over the button and click on it. But why stop there? See the little button that says share? S-H-A-R-E. Hit that one as well. And when I say hit, I don't mean hit. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Follow and share. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to the Canardly Talk Straight Show. Stay tuned to this channel for more episodes.